for having me here and uh, today we thought that uh, we'll use this session uh, if people have any queries about the last five agni series videos and also uh, if people wish to share their experiences about implementing the same and also about ekadashi so uh, today being ekadashi uh, uh, i hope many of uh, them would have fasted and uh, we have been getting a lot of uh, sharings already from people on our group about how they fasted today and uh, uh, we also got a few queries from few people so maybe uh, we'll start with those uh, queries which we already have okay i'll look at them one by one and uh, as you get more queries if you get more queries on the live then just let me know once yeah. i finish them we can look at that so uh, shall i start with some yeah. of the queries that you got yes yes and we have like 45 minutes today so we can do it okay. that much time yes. sure sure okay so okay so someone asked about uh, okay so this was a common question uh, which uh, for uh, for few people is uh, whether it's okay uh, to have uh, neem and turmeric on ekadashi days so i'll just uh, clarify about that so neem and turmeric uh, which needs to be consumed on an empty stomach condition so this can be had even on ekadashi it's not an issue so uh, this this is something which you can have continue to have on ekadashi as well you can have it with newcom water and um, a few people also asked whether this is uh, whether this will kind of affect their empty stomach condition before doing the practices so again that won't affect neem and turmeric is something uh, which you can take before doing your practices you can take it along with newcom water so that won't affect your empty stomach condition as well and uh, regarding uh, uh, someone asked whether it's okay to uh, uh, i think there was a question wait just a minute yeah is there any difference between uh, taking uh, the neemric uh, neem and turmeric balls versus uh, uh, taking the neem and turmeric capsules so one of the agni series videos was about uh, having neem and turmeric on a daily basis so i think this question came up uh, about that because neem and uh, turmeric capsules are available uh, in isha shopay and uh, this is something which can be taken very easily so there is a lot of convenience in taking that uh versus uh, making the neem and turmeric balls using the neem and turmeric powder so there is no advantage or disadvantage uh, in either of these things so whichever suits you if you are able to make the neem and turmeric balls easily uh, please use that there is no harm in that and uh, if if it's if your situation is such that it's difficult for you and you're traveling and it's uh, much more convenient for you to carry uh, the capsules then it's better to do that rather than skipping it so uh, you can you can do that if you are at home maybe you can even make the neem and turmeric balls and when you are traveling you can even carry this with you so that this is easier so whichever works better better for you there is uh, it's not that one is better than the other it's uh, the same thing actually it's just a matter of convenience and whatever suits you better so that's about the neem and turmeric and uh, let me see what are the questions we had okay someone asked about sampreet was asking about uh, is it okay to have uh, honey uh, especially during ekadashi if they are feeling hungry okay so uh, uh, see when you are fasting on ekadashi 
it's uh, it is something that you don't forcibly try to fast you know this is something that it should come effortlessly with your system uh, once you start doing the yogic practices and eating the right kinds of foods by preparing your body by eating the right kinds of foods uh, you will see for a normal healthy person they would be able to fast quite effortlessly so uh, this is not something where you are trying to torture your body by resisting food so this is something that you should be just seeing how you can fast consciously so if there's a need for you and it's uh, difficult for you that you are unable to fast uh, you know uh, throughout the day on ekadashi you can definitely have honey you can have fruits as well something which is lighter on the stomach you can have that chewing amla also helps in warding off hunger so definitely you can do that and maybe over a period of time your body become comfortable and you will be able to do without this as well so it's always best that you know um, you just go and uh, go with your body just listen to how your body is uh, adapting to this so it initially it may be a little difficult for you to fast throughout the day right so if it is so start with uh, having fruits so ideal ideal way to fast on ekadashi is that let's say if uh, since today was ekadashi so yesterday night you had dinner and today you skip uh, your morning breakfast and lunch if you are having three meals and just have dinner tonight the same time you have dinner usually you just have dinner tonight so yesterday night you had dinner and today night you have dinner so 24 hours gap fasting and in this 24 hours gap you can have water that's not an issue uh, so that's the ideal way to fast but for people who are finding it difficult it's best that they can start by having uh, fruits or something lighter like for example sanjeevni kanji which is a porridge that can be had you can have ashgard juice so these things you can have uh, during the morning meals because it's lighter on the stomach it easily digests and uh, slowly over a period of time once your body becomes more prepared and uh, if you eat the right kinds of foods you will see it will become easier for you to fast and maybe you can even do without these things over a period of time so just work towards that and uh, it's very important to prepare your body because a lot of people ask you know that why is it that they are not able to fast and they find fasting very difficult so there are two aspects to this uh, uh, first thing is about the uh, about about you know your body becoming used to this so second aspect is also about you know um, how your mind plays you know so for most people uh, it's about you know their mind actually it's just that uh, they are not able to resist and uh, they tend to listen to their mind more than their body so it's not that they cannot do but it's just that uh, it's very compulsive within them that uh, it's difficult to break so for both these things um, uh, sadhana helps a lot so if you're doing yogic practices regularly it makes a big difference because slowly you will see that you know, once you start doing yogic practices there's a distance which arises between you and the body and you and your mind and slowly uh, this because of this distance it will be much easier for you to observe what's happening within your mind or what is happening within your body and uh, do you know what's needed so slowly it will uh, become much more easier and also this is a training ground for you as well uh, to break your limitations because what happens is uh, these compulsions which arise uh, it's always best that whenever these compulsions arise you just stop for a moment 
and uh, you know notice what's happening for example you know uh, when the food comes in front of you the first uh, you know the first uh, thing which you would want to do is to you know grab and eat it when you are very hungry but instead of that if you just pause for a few seconds and just become aware of what's happening within you you'll suddenly see that you know um, these compulsions uh, which are coming it's possible to kind of become aware of them and to you know overcome it similarly while for fasting while you're fasting it may just happen that you know uh, at this per you may just think that you know you want to eat something but just pause for a moment to do just uh, let it be for some time and just see what's happening to your system and do you really need that or it's just that your mind is playing so usually what you'll see is you'll observe this if you uh, experiment with this while fasting that whenever your body whenever you feel that uh, there's something which is needed to be eaten for example you feel hungry just pause uh, just don't eat for a few minutes and just wait you'll see that after some time suddenly that hunger might disappear because once the body recognizes that you know uh, once there is a hunger and the body recognizes then it will release uh, the next quota of energy and suddenly then you will feel you know completely all right and whenever you're feeling hungry you can just have a little water that will settle it then again after some time you'll notice that the body may remind you and again you'll feel that you know you need to eat something again pause you know don't give in immediately and then just wait you know for some time and then again you'll see that you know you may uh, find that after some time that that need is not there because the body uh, recognizes whenever it's uh, you know whenever you have this hunger and it releases energy accordingly so it's very uh, it's actually very natural for a healthy human being to go without food for more than 24 hours actually 24 hours should be very effortless for uh, someone who's healthy to go without food because if you haven't abused your system or your body with um, uh, negative pranic foods and stimulants and improper lifestyle if you haven't abused your system then you'll see that your system will be very easily able to cope up with this and have enough backup to last for 24 hours it should be very very easy in fact actually if you're not able to fast for 24 hours it could indicate something being physically wrong in the system as well so it's always best that you know uh, if for if, uh, you know to just see how you can prepare your system by eating the right kinds of foods even if you have not been doing this before it's uh, it's time that you take care of what you're putting inside the system because uh, if you're not able to fast for a long time for at least 24 hours that means you need to prepare your body system so that it can you know fast effortlessly so few things which you can do is start by you preparing your system by doing two with two things one thing is if you haven't started doing any yogic practices please uh, see if you can include that in your life at least something which you can do for half an hour to 45 minutes on a daily basis do this uh, on a daily basis with commitment that will make a big difference so initially you may find uh, if you feel that nothing is happening there are no changes that's not the time when you should give up because this is something you should continue doing this over a period of time you'll suddenly notice that things have changed very subtly so first thing is you can start doing some yogic practice and keep this up second is uh, uh, just educate yourself about what are the different kinds of foods and how uh, your body is responding to them
so it's very important uh, uh, especially to know what kinds of foods are suitable for the system because food is as important as sadhana if you are uh, if you are doing your sadhana but not taking care of uh, your food and eating all kinds of foods that are not suitable for the system ultimately the body will pay a price for this you know so it's important that you do uh, don't create obstacles in your growth and food is one of the major uh, things for most people which is actually creating impediments in their growth because if you see most of the illnesses today most of these chronic ailments are caused by improper food and lifestyle so you need to educate yourself about the different kinds of foods and how your system is responding to them so there are so many videos available where sadguru has spoken about this about a yogic diet and how you can take care by choosing the right kinds of foods and this is something you can go through and if you need help where you need a more structured approach we have a program called as ahar and uh, this is completely online so anyone from uh, whichever part of the world you are you can join at your own pace or whichever time is comfortable for you you can join so in this program uh, we take you through all the fundamentals about a yogic diet what kinds of foods are there the classification of foods what are positive pranic negative pranic zero pranic foods what kinds of foods you should choose how you should structure your meal and uh, what are the effects of uh, eating and choosing the right kinds of foods so it's a very structured approach where even if you don't know anything about what to eat by the end of the session you will have a clear cut idea about what are the different kinds of uh, foods and how your system is responding to them and how you should take simple easy steps to implement these changes in your life so you can do that and uh, start making these changes and uh, this is not something which is very difficult uh, we have seen a lot of people irrespective of the age that uh, they are able to take charge of their diet and see huge uh, changes in the way they feel because what you eat can need not have uh, need not determine the quality of your life but it can definitely make a big difference and uh, if if uh, why to kind of eat something which is not supportive for you and struggle with it instead of that if you choose something which is suitable for your system you can very effortlessly carry out all your activities and it will be very supportive for you so uh, it's important that you educate yourself so you use whatever support is needed and uh, try to educate yourself so within a few weeks or months of uh, making these changes you'll suddenly see how uh, your system is behaving differently and what was difficult earlier you may be able to see that fasting becomes much more easier for you and we have seen this happening with a lot of people who initially thought that it's very difficult for them to fast and over a period of time once they started making uh, necessary changes in their diet for example eating at least 50% raw food having neem and turmeric uh, first thing in the morning chewing their food thoroughly so uh, this is the reason why we started this agni series because we felt that sometimes if we uh, give a lot of information to people they find it overwhelming and it's difficult for them to implement anything because uh, there's no point in you going through all the videos and knowing about things but not able to implement anything so uh, only if you implement something you will see something changing in your life so this is one of the reasons why we started this agni initiatives because through this agni initiatives our uh, our goal is to make uh, these 
simple aspects about a yogic life available to people in such a way that it's easy for them to implement one step at a time so uh, that's why we we are you know releasing this agni series every week, every week we are talking about a certain aspect which you can try and implement for example uh, you know there was one initiative about having uh, how many meals to have where we looked at how many meals one should have according to yogic system then there was another about having neem and turmeric for an empty stomach every day in the morning there was an yet another one which we spoke about having your meals with gratitude and saying an invocation before starting the meal and uh, another one we looked at about how chewing food 24 times makes a big difference so like this uh, uh, we are just trying to see if we can provide you with the simple easy to implement steps where if you just take one step at a time you'll see it will make big change in your life so uh, if you haven't been following them and if you haven't started implementing uh, my request to you would be to use this opportunity because uh, uh, this is something uh, which may appear very simple but this can uh, this has the potential to fundamentally transform the way you feel within yourself if you just make a change in terms of trying to implement and a lot of us uh, you know the only place where we are lacking is in implementation it's not that we don't know about things it's just that the implementation is lacking so that is why we are supporting you in uh, many ways so we have this agni series we also have a whatsapp group where a lot of people are benefiting because they constantly get updates for example on our whatsapp group we share about ekadashi reminders one day before we post about that and uh, you know then on the day of ekadashi in the morning we remind you then in the afternoon we remind you then in the evening we start sharing about how people have experienced ekadashi so a lot of people are benefiting by hearing other people's experiences on the group and how uh, you know they are able to fast and also we keep you updated with different happenings and different articles which will inspire you to keep up your sadhana so this is a support system uh, for you so make use of this and uh, especially on the spiritual path every small uh, support is very useful because uh, Uh, what happens is for most people when they do a program they are very enthusiastic in the beginning about uh, making changes and that enthusiasm you know starts fading after a period of time maybe after a few weeks then they again start getting back to their old ways so it's important to stay in touch and keep on updating yourself and if you see that happening on a regular basis that you're constantly in touch uh, with you know something which is helping you look within then you'll see that you don't need to make any particular effort to make changes sunday yoga will become a part of your life and when that happens then uh, you'll see that you know the way uh, the way you walk the way you talk whatever activities you do you don't need to do anything else but yoga will just be a part of your life and, uh, and that is what we hope that uh, happens to more and more people that yoga becomes a natural way of their life so uh, please make use of that uh, we also have uh, we'll also have provided you with a link to join the group it's open to anyone even if they have not done any yoga program they can still join they can invite others uh, it's yogire.com/whatsapp it's there on our website it's there on our instagram page and uh, you can make use of that to join the group so please make use of these small supports and see how you can uh, can uh, i I'll, at... i'll i'll link it in the group like we had some questions yeah. in the 
interesting. Shall I ask you those questions? Sure, sure, sure. Yes. Uh, Chiragana is asking, is Ekadashi good for uh, under 18 people? What, under 18 people? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, sure. It uh, doesn't matter what's your age. Uh, you can definitely fast. Even if you are under 18, uh, you can still fast. If you are finding it difficult, then you can have, uh, you can go on a fruit diet on Ekadashi. So, it's not necessary for you to forcibly fast. If uh, if it is something, uh, you can try and see. And we have seen a lot of people, even uh, youngsters on our group who have been sharing that uh, uh, they are they have been able to successfully fast on Ekadasi without much trouble. So it's useful for anyone because what happens in Ekadasi is that you are giving your system a break. And uh, this is something which is important because just like uh, anything else, your system also needs a break. And uh, every 14 days, if you do that, it will make a big difference. It also helps in cleansing your system, removing all the toxins. So uh, this is something you can you can do irrespective of your age. You can do that. Uh, Prashantana is asking, I had a doubt. If I am fasting, I prefer okay. not to eat mostly anything except water. I do eat fruits when I am keeping the Mahashivaratri fasting. My question is, is it okay only to drink water? Just one second, hold on. Uh, I need to switch on the charger. Just oh, okay. oh, okay. Okay. Can you repeat the question? Yeah, once? Yeah. Sorry? Mukulana, I had a doubt. If I am fasting, I prefer not to eat mostly anything except water. I do eat fruits when I keep Mahashivratri fasting. My question is, is it okay to drink only water? Yeah, that's perfectly fine. You can, uh, ideally, you should be able to manage on Ekadasi with just water. So uh, that's, that's, that's the ideal way to do it. If you can just be uh, with water itself throughout the day, that's very good actually if you can do that. Okay. Sujitraka is asking, Anna, does neem cause acidity? Uh, no, it doesn't cause uh, acidity. It's uh, it, it may increase the body heat to some extent. And uh, that could have some, for some people, that may be a little difficult. So, uh, it, 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 it doesn't cause acidity, you know. It's not, uh, not, it's not something which I've heard of neem causing acidity. And anyway, you're taking a very small quantity, just a marble-sized ball of neem and turmeric. Someone was also asking about the size. So it has to be just a small marble-sized ball of neem and turmeric, and uh, uh, that's something which won't do, uh, uh, which won't have these side effects, uh, like you know how she's saying. So that's something which you can easily take. You can take neem along with turmeric, so have both of them together. So some people are asking me, like, do we need to actually make it into a bowl, or can we simply have it? Can we put it directly in water and mix it and have it? So is there something like that or should we actually make it into a bowl and have uh, see, uh, uh, see, one of the things which I heard Sadhguru speaking about was that uh, it's uh, best to have neem and turmeric ball because what happens is, one more thing is uh, when you're having this ball and uh, you're not swallowing it actually, you're chewing it. So what happens is uh, something which is as bitter as neem, you cannot... Uh, chew it unconsciously, right? So the moment you put this in your mouth, you suddenly become conscious. And uh, Sadhguru was mentioning about this, that you know you were trying to use 
every little thing which you do to become more and more conscious so the first thing in the morning uh, if you try to you know eat a neem and turmeric ball <laughs> you not do it unconsciously you have to be conscious so that's something which we are trying to see how you can use every action to become a little more conscious so he was saying this on that note that you know if you take this ball you cannot eat it unconsciously because something which you like let's say you have to eat a chocolate uh, you know without even thinking without even being conscious you can just you know gulp it down but if you have to eat a neem and turmeric ball you have to be conscious while having it so it kind of helps you with that if you having a ball uh, but for example if you just swallowing it or uh, if you just taking a pill or something then uh, you may lose uh, on that side side benefit <laughs> where you are a little more conscious when you are doing something like that but otherwise it's there is no harm in just taking it uh, along with water as well for example you know um, uh, you can uh, have the powder and then uh, have water along with it and i think even on the isha shopee uh, website where they have uh, given the link to purchase this neem and turmeric powder even there they have added some instructions that for those people uh, who wish to they can even uh, have it along with water directly so there's no harm in doing that as well as long as you're taking neem and turmeric uh, in whichever form it's fine it's just that uh, when you're taking a ball and then chewing it consciously and having it you may get some uh, know some one more incentive to be become a little more conscious so uh, that's about it otherwise uh, it's the same thing which is going inside your system whether it's in the form of a ball or whether it's a powder or whether it's a form of a capsule uh, at the end of the day it's just the neem and turmeric which is going inside your system so you can have it and it's preferable to use lukewarm water so when you have lukewarm water the temperature of the water is almost the same temperature as your body which is about 36 degree centigrade so it doesn't lead to loss of heat so it's always best to take it along with lukewarm water and few people asked whether they can take it along with uh, honey tinge of honey so you can do that as well uh, it's just that it should be mildly laced with honey if you are planning to take it just before your practices because if you take it with a lot of honey uh, before doing your practices that may not help you in your empty stomach condition because uh, while doing the practices you should be on empty stomach so if you were doing the practices for a longer period of time like if you are doing practices continuously for about 2 hours or more then if you wish you can slightly mildly lace the water with honey it shouldn't be honey water just mildly lace it but adding too much honey to it you know might make it become like honey water and that uh, is not suitable before doing the practices so just mildly lacing it with honey it's fine or if you're not doing practices after that and if you just wish to have along with honey water that is also fine so there's no harm in taking it along with a little bit of honey water as well if you wish to otherwise uh, just with plain lukewarm water it's perfectly fine to have it on empty stomach first thing in the morning and it's preferable to take it before doing your sadhana because it has additional benefits it will enhance the way your sadhana happens also because it dilates the cells in a way that it allows the energy to creep in and uh, you will feel that the muscles will become much more flexible and uh, your sadhana will happen much more easily so see if you can do that yeah one doubt i had is like a lot of people ask me for the shivanga sadhana they say the same thing but it is after that they have neem and turmeric so some people are confused okay. like like in the shivanga sadhana there is this process there after the shiva namaskar they have neem and turmeric right 
but here you are saying before our sadhana we should have so is it like that only because some people ask me like so okay. can we have neem and turmeric before our sadhana or could we follow the other method see what happens in uh, that uh, shivanga sadhana is i think they are also asking you to have uh, you know uh, along with neem uh, they are asking you to add uh, honey mm-hmm. and also ground nuts yes so what okay. happens is uh, yeah so what happens is that's why they are asking people to have it together because otherwise uh, some people may think uh, you know they can have the whole mixture before okay. itself so just to avoid confusion maybe they are asking because you have to add lemon you have to add uh, neem you have to add uh, i think uh, what else is there there's peppercorn peppercorn yeah 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 so all that is there so uh, you know so that's why they are uh, you know asking that uh, just so that the empty stomach is not violated to have it after but um, for this neem and turmeric if you just having with plain water that won't uh, you know affect your empty stomach condition and even on ekadashi days you can have it and even otherwise also you can have it so it shouldn't be an issue okay one prakashan is asking i always feel that one day before ekadashi there is no need of food in me but on ekadashi day i feel very hungry so is is it okay to fast one day before ekadashi okay uh see the thing is uh, uh, it's not uh, it's not, there's no hard and fast fast rule that it should be on this day only and you won't get a benefit if you're not fasting on in, on ekadashi and on some other day so what sakru was mentioning is that if you observe your natural cycles of the system you'll notice that in a mandala which is about 40 days in about 42 days you'll notice that you'll come across three days at least where your body will feel that very easily it can go without food and if you are able to observe those days and don't give your body food on those days when it doesn't feel the need for food then you will be uh, you know doing a lot of good to your system and that's very helpful for your health and well being so he was saying that since most people don't have this awareness about uh, you know when is that the system doesn't need food because of this they fixed in uh, in the tradition they fixed something called as ekadashi because ekadashi happens every 14 days so that uh, people you know even if they don't have this awareness every time ekadashi comes it will be like a reminder for them that today they have to fast so it is for that reason they kept this uh, you know ekadashi so that it will be assist uh, it will assist people in uh, recognizing those three, those days and to fast on days those days but if it's something which you are able to recognize and it's very easy for you to fast on certain days and uh, at least once in 14 days or at least 3 days in a mandala you are able to fast then it's fine you can do it on those days as well the idea is to give your system a break and to recognize the natural cycles of the system that when your body is not needing food possibly eating food on those days will not be helpful for the system so the idea is to become more conscious about the cycles of the system and to learn to listen to your body and act accordingly it's not about uh, you know uh, on a particular day itself if if you don't fast something will happen or anything else like that but it's always easy even psychologically as well because when everybody is fasting on a certain day it becomes a much easier thing for you to fast otherwise you feel that you are up against a mountain you know and uh, when hunger strikes you are th- you are seeing people around you and then you think okay 
i think anyway no one is fasting so it's so that is the reason why we uh, usually uh, whenever we are on this path we always feel that a group of people who are on the similar path is always very supportive because when you see a lot of people who are also attempting to fast and sharing their experiences their struggles their challenges and waiting for that day when uh, ekadashi is happening then suddenly it becomes much more easily morally also psychologically also it becomes much more easier for you to not give in and use this support to kind of uh, break your limitations so that's why it also helps you know just to keep because what happens is sometimes if you just listen to your mind uh, you know maybe first one once or twice it may happen that you listen to your body and you'll say okay today i don't need to eat maybe third time what will happen is when you when you recognize that today is the day not to eat on that day itself your uh, mom may make something very special at home and then your uh, awareness will go for a toss then you start thinking oh no no i think my body is not right today uh, i i think today is the day for halwa <laughs> maybe tomorrow tomorrow it will give me the right indication so, so like this you will kind of you know uh, you may try to trick yourself and think that no today is not the day and tomorrow it is so for most people they don't have uh, they may not have that kind of uh, uh, awareness and commitment to stick to something and uh, do that they might change their uh, commitment based on what's there in front of them so uh, that's why i always suggest that it's better to just stick to uh, you know ekadashi because then you don't have uh, you can't give any excuses Oh, okay today i don't think my system is <laughs> today my system is you might think oh today i can't think my system is feeling more hungry i think i should listen to my system <laughs> so it has many reasons so because of that i think for most people they'll be better off just uh, you know fasting on ekadashi uh, rather than going back and forth and uh, not doing it so you can take a call what works for you i'm just, just telling you the mechanics of this you know <laughs> Okay. One question is: What are the physical activities that can be done during Ekadashi, and what is the right way to break Ekadashi fast? Okay. Ah, uh, in terms of physical activities, uh, see, Ekadashi is not a day to take rest. So, whatever activities you are doing normally, you should definitely continue with the same amount of activity, and that is something uh, when you will see that this Ekadashi will strengthen you much more than anything else. and uh, this is uh, something which sadguru was mentioning that uh, when you are uh, fasting and you're still doing activity you'll see that it becomes a, uh, it strengthens you tremendously internally and i've also observed this in the ashram if you have seen the a lot of people when they fast on ekadashi they will go for walk sometimes they'll do this uh, adiyogi pradikshana oh okay on ekadashi where you have to take oh. a Uh, walk around the adi yogi it's about uh, you know i think yeah so what happens is ekadashi uh, is a day uh, when you should continue doing all your activities it's not a time when you know uh, on that day you should take work from home and not do any physical activity if you are working outside or you should you know uh, try to uh, uh, see if you can reduce whatever activity you are doing that shouldn't happen just continue doing whatever you are doing normally even on that day that is when you will see that it will be a, a huge uh, support for you to strengthen yourself because 
one of the um, most important one of the barriers which most people face on the spiritual path is that you know the moment an obstacle or challenge comes they tend to get uh, they tend to fall off it's like you know for example you started learning a practice you did it for a few days and you you committed yourself to do it every day for the next 6 months so you were going good and suddenly what happened is today unexpectedly your boss came and uh, gave you a difficult assignment which you need to complete within 3 days now the first thing you will happen is uh, will happen is that you will think that uh, you need more time and you will give up on your practice you may think oh okay i need more time so today i won't do the practice so the moment as one obstacle came you will suddenly you know you may fall off the path so this is very common among people that uh, their commitment levels or their uh, commitment towards something which they have taken up is very shaky and uh, at the slightest disturbance or slightest challenge they may fall off so ekadashi is one way to kind of uh, break this because what happens is uh this when food is there in front of you and still not eat to go through that it becomes uh, it strengthens you tremendously from within because if you're not if you're able to kind of uh, not given to temptations outside where you know uh, where uh, wherever whenever you feel like you eat and uh, if that is not there and if this is something where you have a little control over your body and mind suddenly you'll see that you may uh, you may notice that your commitment or your strength internal strength enhances tremendously and whatever is happening outside if the situations outside are also not conducive still you will continue to focus on whatever you have to do and you will not get you know shake uh, you will not some you will not get you will not fall off and this is very important for people on this path because uh, the whole idea is that doesn't matter what's happening outside whatever you have to do internally how you are within yourself that shouldn't shake that shouldn't get disturbed so uh, if that has to happen this is something which is very good practice you know like on ekadashi uh, you'll you'll see for a lot of people more than physical benefits the biggest benefit they draw from ekadashi is suddenly they feel so much more good about themselves they feel so much more better about themselves they feel that they are able to do something and they are even able to achieve that level of control uh, within their bodies and minds that if they wish to do something they are able to do so for most people uh, the effect is even more psychologically that it helps them it boosts them in a tremendous way so ekadashi is not a day where you should give up on activity you should continue doing your activity and uh, if you do your sadhana and eat the right kinds of foods you see that very easily you will be able to do all your activity and still go without food so that should definitely happen kana like uh, so that's six the questions one out some other question is there i think oh, wait, one minute. Yeah. I, I, yes yes i have one question yes 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 one, uh one minute time gap uh, okay yeah so uh, yeah should be fine you can ask some there was one question with somebody was asking uh, there was one question with somebody was asking about uh, uh, about my meals you know oh okay that uh, what is what is the composition uh, what do i eat yes and what do you eat or <laughs> not 
so uh, there's nothing special which i'm eating okay. okay if if just if it has if 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 yeah, if it helps you uh, so basically i have two meals and uh, i have at least uh, 50% raw food so in terms of raw food uh, during my meals whether it's brunch or dinner i have a lot of fruits so uh, i have at least uh, three four different varieties of fruits so for example whatever is available seasonally here so if it's papaya or banana or guavas or pomegranates or uh, whatever is available locally i have at least three four different types of fruits and usually i'll have at least one salad maybe beetroot or ash or ash gourd or snake gourd or uh, something you know whatever is available locally so i usually have one salad and uh, in the uh, for brunch i uh, usually have sprouts so sprout salad i usually have so it will be having green gram sprouts hoss gram sprouts and uh, i mix that along with uh, lemon and some pepper and uh, some drumstick leaves if it's available and i'll mix that into a salad and i have that and also ground nuts soaked ground nuts so usually these things i have in the morning like these sprouts and ground nuts i have in the morning and fruits and salads i have both for brunch and dinner so by the time i finish having fruits and salad i am almost more than 50% done with my meals and then the rest of my meals i have cooked food so that again varies for example sometimes i have chapati along with whatever curry is there or vegetable is there and sometimes i have you know millet or sometimes i have rice and uh, most of the days i also try to have sanjeevni kanji which is a porridge which is a mixture of different grains so uh, uh, so you know this is how i divide my meals so at least 50% raw and uh, the rest cooked food and uh, uh, this is something which is very easy to follow it's not something which is uh, difficult anyone can attempt doing this if you start uh, implementing uh, at least 50% raw food in your diet you'll notice a big difference in terms of your energy levels your sleep quota you it will make a big difference so whatever fruits you have try to uh, bring a lot of fruits into your diet and uh, try to include sprouts groundnuts and uh, you know maybe even dry fruits so these things would come under the raw food category and even salads you can make a salad from a vegetable like carrot or you can even make beetroot or snake gourd or ash gourd or pumpkin whatever you have or cucumber you can make different types of salads and if that is difficult for you you can just have it raw also if salads is difficult for you to make so uh, that's something which can take care of at least 50% of your diet and then uh, you can have cooked food maybe if you are having rice or wheat or ragi or millets try to see if you can include millets into your diet that will make a big difference and um, uh, try to vary have different types of grains rather than just having a single type of grain for most people they're just having rice and wheat all the time because of which they face uh, they get into nutritional deficiencies so try to see if you can have a balanced diet including different types of grains you keep changing you know let's say one day you have ragi another day you have wheat so i try to see if i can uh, have different types of grains and sometimes if it's that's not possible i just try to have sanjeevni which is a mixture of different types of grains okay 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 anything last i think we can end the session for today
Yeah. So if there are no other questions, uh, we can end. There are so, a few questions. Let me check one after us. Uh, one more question we'll do. Okay. Uh, how can we maintain our body mass index? I tend to lose weight whenever I try two meals a day. Please suggest what to include. Whenever I try to what? Have two meals. Okay. Uh, I lose her weight. So mm. what should she include? Okay. So that she doesn't lose her weight. Okay. See if uh, one is above 30 years of age, uh, you know, having two meals a day is best. It's ideal. And if you are under 30 years of age, you can have even three meals. So uh, I don't think it can directly lead uh, her to lose weight. And I don't know how she is deciding whether it's this which is causing her to lose weight because it could be because of many factors. So it may not necessarily because be because of having two meals because uh, it's not that if you have more number of meals, you will be able to put on more weight because uh, how much the body is able to assimilate makes a big difference. So if you are having, uh, you know, two well-spaced out meals, and if that is integrated, assimilated into the system, that may be more useful for the system rather than having, uh, you know, uh, regular meals after every few hours, where your body may not be able to assimilate most of what you are eating. So it's not about the number of meals which you are eating. It's about, uh, you know, what you are eating and uh, how you are eating. So if you if you eat two well-spaced out meals, where there's at least eight hours gap between two meals and you have sufficient uh, and a balanced diet, then you will see that, uh, you know, these problems won't arise. So it's just that, you know, you may not be aware about what a well-balanced diet is. You may not be eating all the right kinds of foods. So I would suggest that uh, uh, she should, you know, just look into that, that uh, what is the composition of our diet? Because it's not about the number of meals, it's also about what kind of foods which she's eating. So as we looked at right now, having a well-balanced diet uh, is important. So including all these things which we looked at. And uh, if, uh, you know, if she wants more details, she can even look at doing the AHAR program and getting more insight in terms of what are the classification and how she could manage her meals and other stuff. So whichever ways, the important thing is that first see what you're eating and whether you're eating right and then uh, you know take the next step because sometimes what happens is uh, for a lot of people if they start doing a practice like shambhavi or shakti chalana kriya their metabolism levels get regulated and if they are losing weight they may start getting weight uh, you know putting on weight and if they are overweight they may start you know losing weight so the body regulates itself so along with food if they start doing some practice also that could also help so uh, there could be many factors involved if someone is losing weight and also uh, if one is losing if one wants to gain weight it's good they can bring in some foods for example like ground nuts uh, you know which have some source of fat and also ghee like this if you include some of these substances it can also help so uh, so it may not be necessary the number of meals but also what you are eating actually so, okay. so, I think uh, for today, this is, we can close the session. People are asking every week we should do it. Okay. We can, uh, we can definitely do it if people have a lot of questions. We can uh, try to do it more often. So, uh, uh, good that uh, we connected today and 
I hope even those people who haven't joined live today, uh, once this video is on YouTube, uh, they will be able to benefit from that. And because we have addressed a lot of questions about fasting and food yeah. today, which I hope people will benefit from. So uh, uh, thank you for uh, joining today and all of you for those who have joined. So uh, just before I leave, a uh, few things I thought I'll just let you know, which you can make use of. So one thing is that now the AHAR program, uh, we have released it online. So uh, you can join from any time zone at whatever time is convenient for you. You can join and make use of that. It's about a three hours uh, session online where you'll be able to uh, learn all the basic aspects, fundamentals of food and start implementing these changes in your life. So if you wish to go through that, uh, you can look at our website, ahar.yogire.com. You can even share the link uh, uh, along with this description. So you can uh, make use of that. And uh, in this uh, upcoming summer vacations, uh, we have a lot of programs planned, especially if you have kids, uh, we have a couple of uh, uh, camps coming up uh, in and around Bangalore. So uh, we have a program called Srishti, where uh, we expose uh, the kids to nature, yoga, uh, about a yogic diet and also play. So uh, it's a residential program where we, uh, the kids stay with us for about three to five days. So we are planning a lot of programs in uh, the month of April and May, where uh, if you have kids, uh, they can come and uh, stay. And this is where they can kind of experientially go through what yoga is, what kinds of foods are suitable for the system, have those kinds of foods and have fun as well. So uh, this is a way where you can introduce them to yoga at an early age. So you can have a look at our website. Uh, we'll be uploading the details in a few days. And uh, if you're part of our WhatsApp group, we'll be sharing the updates with you as well about these upcoming programs. We'll be starting from April. So make use of that. It will be put up on our website, uh, yogire.com. And uh, the link to join our group also is available on our website so that you can get updates from us. So uh, hope to uh, connect with all of you once again very soon. And uh, uh, please do keep up the Agni initiatives. It's uh, it is something which we are trying to release every week. And uh, this is something which you, is the simplest way for you to start bringing yoga into your life by implementing one thing at a time. So already we have released five Agni initiatives and all of these Agni initiatives can be found on our website, uh, agni.yogire.com. If you go, all these five will be listed. Otherwise you can um, see the YouTube playlist, which, you, which is there on your channel or on Yogire channel, whichever way is coming for you, just go through all these videos and try to implement them and share with us your experience. And if you face any challenges, do share them so we can help you out. So uh, do this and uh, we just hope that if you start implementing these uh, initiatives one by one and uh, that'll uh, ensure that at least an element of being a yogi comes into, a, comes into your life. So that is our hope and wish. So thanks so much for joining once again and uh, being a part of this. <laughs> and, uh, we... Sure. Okay, stop reading. Okay. I think I'll put it on podcast also because since I'm recording it. Sure. Okay. Okay, Anna. See you. Okay. Namaskar. 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 Namaskar.
I'm trying to stop. Anna, can you end it from your side? <laughs> yes, all. <laughs>